We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast. Justin here. I tweeted with you throughout the game. I'm here to break it down as the Thunder beat the New York Knicks 128-103. It's their ninth win in their last 10 games. Uh, Things are looking good for this team. Other than that blip against Dallas last week, uh, things seem to be rolling, even without Russell Westbrook, which is exactly what you want to see. But first things first, uh, those uniforms. OKC debuted the City Edition uniforms, and I have to tell you, I thought they were even more gorgeous on the court than they were in all the promos. Uh, I do, however, wish that the Thunder had a alternate court to go with it. Some of the teams had that. I actually put together a concept. Uh, check it out on my Twitter. Uh, I think it really would have completed it, but seeing them, the teal, the orange accessories, I thought it was fantastic. And really what's great about it for me with the what the organization is doing is it's not just the uniforms, but they're really celebrating Na- Native American culture as a whole. Um, you know, tonight was Native American Heritage Night. So there was Native American dancers, DJs, uh, the Seminole National Guard presented the colors. Uh, they really went all out. It was so much bigger than just uh, doing something with the uniforms that they thought would be cool or would sell a lot of jerseys. They're really digging in to the fabric of Oklahoma City and what makes us unique as a city and a state and celebrating that and doing so in a way that's unique, that's ownable, and I think it, doing it in a way that, that's beautiful. Uh, now, the Thunder played great tonight. They shot 53.7% from the floor, 48.5% from three, uh, 
And they did that with only 15 points off turnovers. We've talked about this a little bit, that a lot of times what what the Thunder have been doing is they're playing so well on defense and forcing a lot of turnovers that they're getting a lot of fast break points. And what that does is it allows the Thunder to get easy buckets, which kind of masks uh, some of their shooting deficiencies that we've seen with them this season. So what's great about them having a a somewhat low number of points off turnovers tonight is you know that that high shooting number really came from good shooting, and the good shooting was a result of good ball movement. Uh, The Thunder had 32 assists tonight. Uh, They were really passing the ball well, finding open shots. They had a couple just ridiculous highlight plays where the ball bounced around three or four times and led to a wide-open dunk. Uh, at one point, it looked like the Thunder were the Harlem Globetrotters uh, going up against the Washington Generals. And I think that's that's kind of the key of it for me is the Thunder look like they're having fun. When the ball's moving like this and the ball's going in the bucket like this, the Thunder seem to be enjoying themselves. And it's really such a stark contrast from what we saw a lot of the time last season where, honestly, it was painful. Uh, it wasn't fun to watch. It didn't look like it was fun to play. The Thunder, you know, it it looked like uh, a job. It it didn't look like a game. Um, I don't know if that's Carmelo. I hate to blame it all on him. I think that's probably part of it. I think some of it was just the roster uncertainty last season. You know, you had that that mellow trade did happen so close to training camp. I don't know if that team ever fully gelled. Regardless, uh, the players that are here now, they seem to be uh, finding their groove really nicely this season. This this hot streak they've been on, like I mentioned, winning nine of their last ten. Uh, the ball movement's been great. And what we've seen is even in their losses early in the season, the ball was moving. They just, they just weren't hitting shots. Well, now the shots are starting to fall. We talked about that a lot um, when the when the shooting was bad about the law of averages. The shooting won't always be bad. This is not a historically bad shooting team. So what you're going to have to even out those shooting averages is you're going to have nights where they shoot above average. I would say tonight was one of those nights. 48.5% from three is not going to happen every night, uh, but we have to enjoy it when it does. The Thunder went 16 of 33 from three-point range. Uh, I believe that's the most threes they've had this season. Don't quote me on that. One of the biggest parts of the hot scoring that the Thunder had tonight came from Paul George. This was honestly one of PG's best games in a Thunder uniform, definitely his best game this season. Paul George scored 35 points, which was a new season high. He had seven boards, five assists. He was 13 of 22 from the floor and five of 11 from three. He was cooking. There were times where it just felt like whatever he threw up, uh, there was no way it was was going to miss. It, it felt like what it feels like to watch Steph Curry sometimes. The second it leaves his hand, you know the shot's going in. He had an incredible uh, and one on a three-pointer early in the first half, which is the second time he's done that, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, he was a plus 25 tonight. Uh, but even you know outside of his shooting, which is fantastic to see, uh, he had some nice assists. He looked pretty locked in on defense. Uh, he got two two fouls early and kind of waved Billy Donovan off, saying "Don't take me out," and only ended up getting one the entire rest of the game. All positives that you can build from. I think, especially when Russell Westbrook is out, you really need PG to step up, and he absolutely did that tonight. The next guy that really stepped up for the Thunder is Stephen Adams. Adams had 19 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, uh, and he really came out of the gate swinging. 
We've seen this a lot from Steven lately. Uh, Tonight, he had 10 in the first quarter, 5 in the second, 4 in the third, and 0 in the fourth. It's a little concerning to me that he can come out so hot and then just kind of tends to taper off or disappear as the game goes on. I think we've seen this in in a few games now. Uh, Some of that has to do with the flow of the game. Some of it, like tonight, has to do with it was a blowout. So the 0 in the fourth doesn't concern me. I would like to see him continue to be more involved in the offense. They're very intentional about passing him the ball in the post, getting him some shots early. And you can see with his 10 points tonight that it worked out. I'd love to see them come back to that more in the third quarter and even in the fourth quarter in games uh, in the future, maybe when the game's tight, feed it into Adams and try to get an easy bucket. Uh, I think he he definitely has the abilities. I think he's kind of coming into his own on the offensive end. He's always been pretty solid, but I think what we saw tonight is a little glimpse into his potential. Um, in addition to his great scoring, uh, he was also passing the ball really nice tonight. He had a couple great uh, pocket passes uh, for easy layups where he's drawing a lot of defensive attention in the post and he can flip it over to somebody on the other side of the lane or kick it back out for an open three. That kind of stuff is really going to help elevate his game uh, so that as he is scoring well and commanding some of that defensive attention, it's going to make other people open. The other thing Steven did really well tonight, he just destroys people in the pick and roll. It wasn't just tonight. He's done it the last few games. But, uh, you know, a guy like Ennis Cantor, he still has no idea how to defend the pick and roll. And Steven knows that better than anybody. Uh, so the Thunder went to it time and time again. Cantor continued to get confused. Uh, at one point, Steven uh, shouted at Coach Fisdale. He said, take him out, pointing at Ennis. Said, he can't play defense. Take him out. Uh, sidebar, I love the Stash Brothers bromance. It's so great to see them out on the court together. From the second Ennis was subbed in, uh, they were kind of messing with each other, rubbing their head on each other, slapping each other's hands. Steven at one point got up in, in Cantor's ear and just whispered, you suck. I just love I love the relationship. It, it bums me out that Ennis isn't in Oklahoma City anymore, especially knowing that we traded him for Carmelo and how that played out. Uh, but I, you know, I, I love to see that that relationship has, has stood the test of time beyond just being Thunder teammates. So moving on, the, the next most impressive performance for me was Dennis Schroeder. He had 15 points, 12 assists, and was a game high plus 30. What's great about seeing this from Schroeder is uh, knowing that Russ might be coming back soon. So Schroeder can translate this to the second unit, which I think they desperately need. When he was out there with the starters, uh, they were building leads. I think it got as high as 25 points at one point. Uh, but when the second unit came on, uh, you know the lead whittled all the way down to 11 at one point. And this is something we've seen a few times lately in Russ's absence. I think last game against Phoenix, they had like a 24-point lead that got cut down to 7. Um, so it's kind of a consistent theme uh, when you have Raymond Felton running the second unit instead of Dennis Schroeder, they're just not as efficient. Uh, it kind of slows things down. They're not operating at as high of a level as they are when Schroeder's on the floor. So tonight, when the lead got a little bit close, uh, I thought Billy made a great move. He put Schroeder out there with a lot of the bench players, and it really ballooned that lead back up again. I think that was smart for two reasons. One, it helps preserve the victory. But two, I think Russ is close to coming back. So getting Schroeder some of that uh, runtime again with the second unit is so smart because he's been playing with the starters for a few games now in Russ's absence. So he's got to kind of find his rhythm again with those second unit guys and vice versa. They have to figure out what it's like to play with Schroeder again. 
so that when Russ does come back, things can continue to flow uh, and they have a good chemistry on the court. So speaking of the second unit, uh, Diallo played fairly well. He had 11 points. Uh, Burton had some good late minutes, uh, kind of a surprise. He was filling in for Alex Abrinas, who left the game after halftime with an illness. Abrinas only played seven minutes uh, all in the first half. He was pretty quiet, but I'm guessing that illness uh, was keeping him from being his normal self. Um, Nerlens and, and Patterson were relatively quiet. Uh, you know, Noel had two points. Patterson had five. But when I looked at the box score, my my jaw kind of dropped because Patterson was a plus 22 tonight. So even though he only had five points, he was doing things. He played solid defense. He had a couple nice uh, passes and uh, hit a couple shots out there. I think, you know, that a lot of times that's all you need from Patterson in his role off the bench. And anytime you're a plus 22, you obviously take that. So as we look forward, um, you know, like I mentioned a second ago, I think Russ is close to returning. I think, uh, you know, he, he warmed up before the game and he kind of looked uh, like his normal self. There was one breakaway play during the game where he was jumping up and down and running on the court. He was almost under the basket. And so I think if you're moving that well just to, to celebrate a dunk by your teammates, I, I don't think you can be that far off. Uh, and I think his, his return will be huge because it's going to energize the second unit and get them back to a level that we've seen them play where they're just drumming people. Um, in his absence, the second unit has kind of let things slip, but I think once Schroeder gets back with them and Russell can kind of take Schroeder's role in the starting lineup, this team could be scary. Like, if they can continue to operate on all cylinders but plug in Schroeder with the second unit, I am excited to see what this team can do against some legitimate competition. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Thunder's kind of weak schedule, um, you know, the teams they've been playing haven't been that great, including tonight against the Knicks. Uh, their next game, they've got another dud against Phoenix. Uh, but then coming up, you know, within the next week, they've got a road trip at uh, the Kings, who've been playing really well. And obviously Golden State Warriors next Wednesday. Uh, that'll be a big one. And honestly, I, I'm excited to see what this team can do. Um, I'm excited to to see them against a strong Western Conference opponent, somebody that you know is going to be in the playoffs. Uh, it sounds like today we found out that Steph Curry is likely going to miss that game with an injury, so the Warriors won't quite be at full strength. Um, but I think it, it'll be great to see this team against a legitimate opponent to really give us a good measuring stick of where they're at to help us assess, you know, is this hot streak just a, a nature of the opponents that they're playing, or is this team legit? And can they make some more noise as the season goes on? I think they're legit. Um, one of the reasons I think that is their defense. It continues to stifle opponents. Um, we talked about this on the last uh, big pod, but you know they're leading the league in deflections. Their defensive rating is up in the top five. These are things that we've not been able to say about the Thunder in recent seasons, and it's something that's really helping separate them uh, and, and push them to another level from what we saw out of this group last season. So next up, the Thunder face the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix Saturday night. Uh, Thunder just beat Phoenix on Monday night, so hopefully they can turn around. Should be a winnable game, but you never know playing a team uh, two times that close together can always be a little tricky. 
Then after that, the Thunder head to Sacramento for a road date with the Kings. Uh, the Kings beat the Thunder in Oklahoma City. They've been playing good basketball. It will be nice to see what the Thunder can do in that one. And then Wednesday, the big one, Golden State Warriors in Oakland. Uh, the Warriors will be without Steph Curry, but that doesn't matter. They still have three All-Stars, even if two of them kind of hate each other right now. Uh, will be nice to see the Thunder against a legitimate Western Conference playoff team to see how this team truly stacks up against some good competition. I think that'll do it for us tonight. Let's get out of here. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. Follow us on Twitter at, at the Uncontested. Uh, follow me on Twitter at OKC Tracker. I'll hit you with a bunch of uniform nonsense, and hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it as much as I do. Thanks for listening. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.